When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Hockey fans, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Neveau and me, Jay Zawoski, February 24th at the Allstate Arena for our annual Chicago Wolves outing. $20 gets you tickets to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. Visit madhousepod.com slash events and click the image for the link to buy tickets. That's 20 bucks for a ticket. Free parking, free hot dog, free soda, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. Come join us and the Chicago Wolves on February 24th at the Allstate Arena, madhousepod.com slash events for tickets. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by 
Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving the Chicagoland area. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into a weather-created edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I guess I can say that. Mm-hmm. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, unfortunately not in person tonight because of really icy, crappy conditions that unfortunately canceled our events that we had scheduled at Rabbit Brewing tonight, is the one and only, the pride and joy of Homewood, Illinois. Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, I know we were looking forward to going out and watching this game tonight. Would have been a really good one to watch. The Blackhawks did end up winning over the New York Islanders, but unfortunately, Mother Nature had other plans for us and basically acted like the Blackhawks have this season. She disappointed us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Uh, clearly we're not live at rabbit brewing right now. Otherwise you'd be hearing three people cheering and beer glasses clinking and everyone celebrating. But yeah, the weather held us back that uh, we do have a rescheduled date, by the way, didn't want to put it out on social media today just cause it was confusing enough with our constant promotion, then our sudden cancellation, then our constant promotion of the cancellation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is back on Thursday, February 7th, rabbit brewing in Homewood. We're going to have another watch party. Uh, still those Hawks tickets are still be there. We got two pairs of Hawks tickets to give away uh, a pair of tickets to our Wolves outing. By the way, another uh, issue today. Uh, I know some people were going to the link to buy those tickets and it was showing up as sold out. It is not sold out. That is a issue on the end of the ticket vendor that the Wolves use for their group outings. There's been a new link created. So check out Madhouse Pod on Twitter. Check out madhousepod.com slash events. If you were trying to buy tickets and we're seeing the Wolves event sold out, go there. You'll be able to buy tickets now. There are plenty of seats. It will sell out, but um, still an opportunity to buy if you were getting turned away uh, before. So it's madhousepod.com slash events, February 24th, Wolves game. That uh, 20 bucks is for a ticket, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Wolves Brass. It is an incredible value. It's going to be a great time, so join us. Anyway, so yeah, the Hawks win 3-2 in overtime, in a shootout, rather, to the uh, red-hot New York Islanders, and man, Robin Leonard is just standing on his head. He's like Patrick Juan is prime. They showed yep. his numbers over the last, what, like 12 games? I didn't write him down because I suck, uh, but he's, what, like 11-1 and one with like a 1.5 goals against. Just something insane, and he was no I – mean, tonight was no exception. He was absolutely outstanding, uh, but the Hawks were able to pull it out in the end, and look what happens, James, when you have a good power play. I, I saw somebody made a joke on uh, social media tonight that if the Blackhawks had had this power play throughout their uh, like time as kind of like one of the league's premier teams when they won three Stanley Cups in X number of years that they would have won the other three years too. Like this, this power <laughs> play has been just absolutely electric of late. It scored in nine straight games. Obviously, we saw it again tonight. They scored two more power play goals tonight. And against a team, honestly, that's been playing some really good defensive hockey lately. Like, yeah, Robin Leonard has had a really good run of late. He's been, like you said, Patrick Waugh-esque, standing on his head, stopping a ton of really good chances. Did that again tonight. But credit to the Blackhawks, who really 
every time they went on the man advantage tonight, you can tell that there's just a confidence that they're playing with right now. And they, they showed that again tonight, a great goal by Dylan Strom, really good play by Patrick Kane to set up that first tally. Then you had the second goal where Jonathan Taves literally batted the puck out of midair off of, of rebound. Just that group is playing with such confidence right now. They've got such a nose for the puck and a nose for the net. And the structure that they've been using with Gustafson at the point has been something we've talked a lot about on this show, and it continues to be really pay dividends and credit to guys like Taves and Stroman Kane who have really been kind of driving that with Gustafson back at the point. Well, I like Cowden has sort of found the working formula for this power play. It took some time, like a lot of things with the Jeremy Cowden system. It takes time to learn on the fly, but um, you're really seeing he's utilizing and look, it's not like it's rocket science to use Taves and Kane and Gustafson on your power play, but he's using them correctly you know, instead of just throwing out the old reliables like Quinville did for 10 years, uh, you know, these are my veterans, these are the guys, go out there and do it. Uh, Cowden has made adjustments and has adjusted the, the style of the power play, and it's really working. They have the puck the whole time. Uh, they move it around beautifully. Patrick Kane is almost like another point man on the power play along those boards. Uh, yep. Just It's just everything's clicking. And you're right. Like We talk about this all the time. Confidence plays a huge role. And you said... Nine straight games with a power play goal. Two tonight. They've really got it working. And in a game where you've got, you know, you're up against a Barry Trotz coach team, you know it's going to be a slog. It's going to be a defensive struggle. It it, <laughs> yes. it even strength, and it was. And New York's a good team. The Islanders are a good team, and they the Hawks played. You know, I think the the first period start was bad. The start of the third period was bad, but otherwise, I think the Hawks had the edge in play overall. Uh, they had the highest quality scoring chances, at least uh, to the naked eye. It seemed that way. And uh, I really like the way the Hawks played tonight against a good team. They overcame a defensively sound team, a well-coached team, and got that second point. And there's a couple guys. We're going to get to our three stars, and I don't think any of them are going to be a surprise. But a couple guys that um, have throughout the year sort of frustrated that I thought had really solid games tonight. John Hayden, I thought, played one of his best games of the season. Uh, very noticeable. That whole, that fourth line played very well tonight. Uh, he was absolutely robbed by Leonard on a save in the second period. Uh, could not believe that one didn't go in. I thought he played very well. I thought uh, Sl- uh, Slater Cuckoo had a pretty strong game defensively. Uh, saw him playing strong in front of the net, tying guys up, winning some battles behind the net. Uh, look, he's not, he's not Nicholas Lidstrom. He's never going to be. But if he's your fifth or sixth and plays that way most nights, um, that that's decent. You can see sort of why the Hawks made a trade for him. So uh, I think those two guys stood out. On the other hand, uh-huh. I, t- I tweeted this. I'm having David Camp fatigue. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. God. He's just not – he's just a guy. Like, he's slow. That I mean, Barzal's a great player, and he's fast, and that's part of it. But Camp was just burned on that. That's like – he looked like me out there on skates, just getting blasted by uh, Barzal on that breakaway goal. Then in in the third period, there's like a the Hawks have an odd man rushing. He just fumbles the puck and kind of like lands on his ankle. Just oh my god, David Kampf, get it together, man! But overall, solid performance. But I really do think John Hayden's a guy I've been hard on this year. I think Hayden had a pretty strong game. 
Well, I mean, we've all been hard on John Hayden. I think it's because we see more to his game than what he is able to kind of put together. We see kind of like the hints around the edges that he could potentially be like the big body guy in front of the net. He can be kind of the sandpapery kind of guy, give the team a little bit of toughness that they don't otherwise have. But I definitely think he had a solid game tonight. Noticed him a lot in a lot of good situations tonight as opposed to normal where we've been noticing him doing bad things. (laughs) And then obviously we, we do have to give a shout out also to Alex DeBrincat who had you know just another ho-hum game he had two assists and six shots on goal and he played 17 minutes of ice time you know just another totally normal game for the cat you know we're kind of used to this by now just him generating offense almost by himself it seems like that guy you mentioned the power play earlier and how Kaladin has kind of found the right structure and how Patrick Kane has been kind of the guy who has been able to kind of be a hybrid between a point guy and the guy who's near the net as well. I think that he and Alex DeBrincat, they do a really interesting thing where it seems like they kind of switch between those two roles on the power play and it kind of keeps things moving a little bit and really makes it, I think, harder to defend. And I've been really liking what I've seen from Alex DeBrincat on the power play as well. And you can tell that he's got some really good chemistry with Dylan Strom. Like that, that is blatantly obvious every time those two guys are on the ice and every time I see Dylan Strom and Alex DeBrincat together on the ice I can definitely tell why the Blackhawks emphasize getting him in that swap with the Arizona Coyotes and kudos to DeBrincat for kind of getting the most out of Dylan Strom who's now scored in two straight games and yeah, we still have these moments where we're like banging our heads against the wall watching Connor Murphy try to start a two on one rush or watching Eric Gustafson try to play NHL caliber defense on the blue line. But then you have these moments where Dylan Strong scoring goals and Jonathan Taves is batting pucks out of the air and It was a fun, fun win against an Islanders team that's been playing really well as of late. And I'm a big fan of the way the Blackhawks played tonight. There could have been a letdown after that Washington game. Other than those moments that you discussed earlier where they kind of got off to the bad start in the third period, I think that they had a really fun and exciting game tonight. And it's one of those games that is kind of keeping me in this Blackhawks mode as they continue to kind of dwell in the cellar of the NHL. It makes them worth watching. Well, I'm glad you said that. And that's something I want to get to in the long form portion of the podcast tonight. Something I want to mention is just sort of our long-term buy-in on the rest of the season, knowing what it is. You want to get to the three stars, take a break and then, uh, and then uh, start off the second half here. Yeah, I think that getting to the three stars is probably why most people have uh, tuned in. They have to know who are the three players that stood out most to us. Hint, you will not be surprised. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. All right, our number three star of the game goes to Jonathan Taves with a goal, a power play goal batted out of the air. Another strong game from Taves having sort of a resurgent season, 52% from the faceoff dot after a really bad first period, rallied and got that percentage up over 50%. Also with a beautiful shootout goal, he went away from the typical five-hole goal and just did a sweet sort of backhand uh, roof shot on Robin Leonard, uh, just an outstanding goal. 
that guy playing with some confidence right now. Definitely been liking what we've seen from Jonathan Taves most of the season. And I think the last couple of games, he obviously had a hat trick against Washington, looked really good in that game as well. Playing with Patrick Kane was always kind of one of those things that Joel Quenville would do the break glass in case of emergency thing. It really seems like it's working this time. And those guys are really clicking together. And obviously having Drake Kajula out there has been really helpful to them as well. And I've been a big fan of what they've been able to do together. And I thought that Jonathan Taves, like I said, played with a lot of confidence both Sunday and tonight. And I liked what he did. That shootout goal, man, that was some good stuff. That was, uh, I'm willing to call that hockey pornography. What about you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Number two star of the game, Cam Ward, who stopped uh, 34 of 36 shots against him. Uh, this, I think when we see Cam Ward starting, we kind of go, kind of groan because we want to see uh, uh, Delia, Calvin Delia get the bulk of the starts. This is his first game since January 14th, his first start in 15 days. So, um, not you know, it, it, it's fine. He's going to have to play these games, and he was great tonight. A really, really, really scary start. Like the first shift of the game, he mishandled the puck behind the net, and the Islanders almost made a goal out of it. Uh, but from then on out, he was really solid. Not a ton of high-quality chances against him, but uh, the pucks he, that he had to stop, he stopped, and I think it was a really solid game for Ward. Jay, I can see why you're a hockey podcaster and not a mathematician. It's only been eight days since Cal- uh, Cam Ward started oh, yeah, the game. I'm not great at math. Today- Today's only uh, January 22nd, pal. Thank you. I'm an idiot. <laughs> don't don't uh, put us through the rest of January yet, please. Although, it would get us closer to uh, spring training baseball, and I'm assuming you're going to get a chance to go out there to Arizona with your uh, Bernstein and McKnight pals. I get to go out there as well later this year. Cannot wait. Uh, yeah, but Cam Ward, man, that... I totally agree with you that every time like I see him on the ice, I'm like, well, that's another opportunity that Colin Delia is losing to to play against a really quality team, but I really thought that Cam Ward had a really strong night tonight, made a lot of athletic saves that I don't think we've seen him make in most games. And then in overtime in the shootout, he was just unbeatable, man. Like that is always like fire engine, crazy hockey. He looked like the calmest guy out on the ice, made several good saves in overtime, and then obviously had uh, two saves in the shootout as well to ice the game. Really thought he was in control that entire time. Really appreciated kind of the veteran backstop presence on that one and got to give him a lot of credit for the way that he played and especially in the later stages of the game all right and the number one star of the game goes to dylan strong with a goal and an assist that's a power play goal he was exactly 50 percent from the faceoff dot today 17 minutes 14 seconds of ice time aside from the goal and aside from the assist just a really strong game from strom especially in the offensive zone uh, really like his role in the power play, uh, him and Taves sort of alternating depending on where the puck is, on which side of the ice the puck is, as that guy in front. Um, I forget if it was, I think it was Lazarus wrote a nice thing about the athletic about uh, learning to be that guy in front and how Strom was sort of struggling with it. It's not something he'd been accustomed to in his career. Well, he's adjusting to it well. He's thriving. He's been really terrific since the Blackhawks picked him up uh, with the Nick Schmaltz trade. Uh, but tonight was a really, really strong game from Dylan Strom. With the points, you know, obviously great. He also is coming on the heels of a three-point game against the Washington Capitals. So, got to like what you've seen from Strom. That's now 19. Let's see. Let's see. That's 19. 21 points in 27 games. Uh, really, really good stuff from Dylan Strom. So, those are the three stars of the game. want to thank Michael Elwood, our star real estate broker. We'll be right back with more. But... 
You saw those Winter Classic jerseys the Hawks wore today? They looked good, didn't they? You want to get one of those, don't you? You should call Triple Threat Sports, 708-478-6090. They are the place to go to get your jerseys, your NHL jerseys lettered, your NFL, MLB, NBA, whatever. You want an authentic? That's the place to go. But softball season's coming up. Baseball season's coming up for Little League. Those kids need outfitting. Your league is looking for a place to give them high-quality jerseys at a low price. Hit up Chris at TripleThreatSports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We'll be right back with a look ahead before the Hawks bye week on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Welcome back to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, which is brought to you by Marishka's and Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. You know, you've been there. You know someone that's been there. Even if you're not from the south side, you've been out to, you know someone who's been to Marishka's and Crest Hill. They're famous for their poor boys. Hell, you know us. We go there all the time. The poor boys, the chops, the steaks, the seafood, the craft beer menu, everything at Marishka's is absolutely outstanding. I always fail to mention the twice-baked potato. That's a staple. That's right up there with the poor boy. So when you go out to Marishka's, make sure you try the twice-baked potato as well. You can do both, you know, the poor boy and the potato. Just have one as an app. Just get creative here, people. Come on. 604 Theodore Street. Go visit Joseph Zdralovich and his family out there. They run a tight ship. It is an awesome place, a place you'll be proud to take your friends and family for a great dinner. So 604 Theater Street, marishkas.com or facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So you got some time before that next off day. So head out to Marishkas. James, I tweeted before the podcast. This is something I want to get to. Uh, relatively quickly because it leads us into our our long-form discussion uh you and i last podcast last time we did a full-length podcast discussed exactly what's going to happen when gustav forsling comes back and who's going to be the odd man out are the hawks sort of done with the gustav forsling experiment are they uh you know are they going to look to send um carl dahlstrom down you know he was the guy that was scratched today uh so i did some digging and i reached out to uh one of my more trusted sources, and uh, I said, uh, what do you see happening when Forsling comes back? Not going to carry eight D-men. Someone has to go, and uh, the response was, someone will get traded, which is very definitive, and uh, I was sort of taken aback by that, like, wow, that's pretty authoritative, and as these sources tend to do when you follow up, they sort of clam up a little bit because they don't want to get busted, Uh, but don't be surprised if when Gustav Forsling is ready to return, if a move is made, James, you mentioned you saw something earlier this week about some potential Hawks being available. Um, 
the only thing that would really surprise me, aside from, you know, Kane or Taze getting traded, I, I just, until I see them move one of those two uh, legendary Hawks defensemen, Seabrook or Keith, I'm not going to believe it. Like, I <laughs> just, even though it's probably the right thing to do with both, if you could trade either of those guys, you have to do it, especially Seabrook. I just, I don't know. There was that, that, uh, that subtly timed piece where Patrick Kane commented on like, everyone wants to trade Brent Seabrook, but we love him. We couldn't possibly lose him. I found that interesting kind of thrown out there a little bit before the trade deadline. So I don't know. It feels like something's going to happen. Uh, maybe it's a trade. This source is typically right. So take it with a grain of salt if you want, but uh, don't be surprised if when Gustav Forsling is ready to return, if the Hawks don't pull a trigger on another trade, moving a defenseman out. I still cannot imagine a world in which some team is dumb enough to take on Brent Seabrook's contract. Like, I just, I don't see it. I don't even think Peter Chiarelli, the guy that basically will take any scrap that you have and be happy with it. I just, I don't see him even doing it, man. I just, I really, I, I think the most likely scenario here is probably uh, Gustav Forsling getting traded. Honestly, I feel like they're probably going to look at this as kind of a, you know what? He hasn't developed into the type of player that we thought he was going to develop into. Maybe we can get somebody to give us an asset for him, whether it's a young forward or a prospect or two, maybe a draft pick. Like I could see that potentially happening. The other one that I look at on the defensive side of things that could potentially happen. And, and you, you said you don't think it's going to because they still have control over him. It's a decent contract. They had a lot of visions for him when they acquired him originally. There's still a part of me that thinks that Connor Murphy could still potentially be on the block. And I know that he's a guy that you obviously are going to have to rely on at least a little bit in the transition to the next era with Bowden and Boquist and those kinds of players. I, I still cannot move away from the fact that I think he has a tradable contract that can get you at least some type of of assets. And I know it could potentially end up being like a Michael Kempney kind of trade where you trade him away and then watch him kind of be good somewhere else. Like I get that's a possibility, but when you look at the Albatross contract that Brent Seabrook has and the fact that I don't see them trading a veteran star like Duncan Keith in season, the only two guys that really make sense to me to trade right now to clear room on that blue line are Connor Murphy and Gustav Forsling. I have to agree. I mean, I specifically asked the, the source in this conversation. I said, uh, I know you can't say much more, but I'm guessing they've seen enough from Forsling. And the response was, quote, I wouldn't say that. So uh, maybe that's trying to throw me off the scent. Who knows? That to me makes the most sense because I think some team, like you sort of mentioned, they see that talent. They see that he's got the pedigree. Uh, he, you know, We talked about John Hayden having all the tools Gustav Forsling certainly has all the tools to be an effective defenseman. Um, I just I feel like his development is sort of stalled out here. And keep in mind, you know, Jeremy Cowton spent some time with him down in Rockford as well, so he knows him well. It's not like Jeremy Cowton's just getting to know him. So I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on. I know Forsling is skating again. He's practicing again, so he's close. We're gonna find out here within the next couple days. Uh, what, what they have up their sleeves. By the way, I think I found the uh, column you were talking about. The Blackhawks rumored to be available are Marcus Kruger, Chris Kunitz, and Andreas Martinson. So, hey, you want our garbage? 
Uh, <laughs> look at this garbage. I think the, the only guy that I don't really look at on that list and go, oh, God, who the hell would trade for him? Marcus Kruger might be somewhat tradable. Isn't he an expiring at the end of this season? Like He is. Uh, yeah, Excuse see, I, I think that's the only guy that I could like look at on that list and be like, maybe you'd actually get something for him. Chris Kunitz, LOL. No. Andreas Martinson, what? Like, right. maybe what a draft are you getting pick, right? for that other than a roster spot? Like, I really, I don't see a team giving up anything more than, like, I don't know, a conditional seventh round pick for that guy. Yeah, you're not And getting... then none of that helps you in your glut of blue liners. So... I basically am just going to cast that aside and just assume that one of those guys might go, one of those guys might not. In reality, that's not really where the attention really needs to be focused in terms of them making a substantive move. I think that's more Gustav Forsling, a guy like Connor Murphy, guy like Artem Isimov. Those are the kind of guys I'm looking at more as the trade deadline uh, approaches. Well, it's funny. you got to ask yourself then if, the, if any of these guys are going to be like, okay, this guy and – one of the defensemen we're talking about, right? But, like, what team is in the market for Marcus Kruger and Gustav Horsling, <laughs> right? Like, if you want Kruger, you're trying to make a run, you're trying to solidify your bottom six, right? That That's sort of the idea. Why do you also... I mean, sure, you might want Gustav Horsling because he's a young guy with potential, but it just it doesn't seem to jive. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of moves coming. Who knows? I, here's what I know about Marcus Kruger. Every time I see him on the ice, I'm like, oh, yeah, Marcus Kruger's on this team. He just <laughs> doesn't do much, man. And that $3 million plus cap hit is just – it's another one of those Stan Bowman, like, ugh, the thanks for your service, here's an extra million. No, 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 no. That was a thanks for giving us a discount on your previous deal. Here's an extra, like, 500 k or a million on this deal but kind it, of thing. That's the thing, though. Like, it wasn't a discount. It, like it seemed like he's a fourth line center. Yes, he's a very good fourth line center. There's no doubt about that. But one point three million dollars is what you pay a really good fourth line center, and that's what he was making. I, I think that <laughs> I think he was probably acting more in the line of we feel like your valuation's about two million bucks. Like I think that probably was where the Blackhawks pegged his value on the open market. And I mean, there's somewhat of an argument to make for that i mean he's a decent fourth line center at the time was considered to be a really good penalty killer when they signed him to that deal as well so that one i'm not gonna hammer bowman as much as you know some of the other dopey moves like oh i don't know brent seabrook maybe like i just i i don't get as amped up about that marcus kruger contract as some folks do not yeah. saying that you're no you no know, for sure. reacting or anything but i don't get as mad about that one i know it's just it's just another example of that like here's extra money spent for no reason right like it's just <sighs> well now it really doesn't matter because they're nowhere close to the cap ceiling so correct who cares we Yay, because Tavo just resigned with Carolina. Oh, see, I was going to bring that up. I was going to oh, no. practice it. I was going to offer you a shoulder to cry on. No, literally everyone on earth that has Twitter made yeah. sure to copy me on that. Hey, Jay, did you see this? Yes, I did. Dicks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do want you to note, though, who's the one person that didn't? You. I absolutely did not. I appreciate I, that. Did not want to pile on. I did not want to be that guy. Go, hey, James, you see your guy signed a contract? <laughs> I didn't do it because I wanted to do it on the podcast and tell you 
that I think the Blackhawks made a mistake letting him go and then letting him sign at the level that you probably would have ended up signing a guy like Nick Schmaltz at. I feel like Tavo Teravainen was a guy that they let go of, didn't really need to let go of, and I'm sorry, Jay. They erred in letting that guy go. You think? Are yeah, you sure? Are you they, sure about that? Yeah, I just I wanted to let you know that I'm here for you, buddy, and that I agree with uh, I, I agree with your feelings on this. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate your sincerity. Hey, uh, by the way, moving on from our defenseman topic, um, one guy we failed to mention in our game wrap up, who has spent the last two games on the top line, is Drake Kajula. Um, he has one point and a million hits, which Pat Foley did not hesitate to point out. I uh, wanted to get your take on what you've seen from Kajula so far. Are you satisfied with what you've seen? Are you encouraged by what you've seen? Or has he been an overall disappointment for you? I've actually been surprised in the roles that they've been using him in. Uh, you yeah. mentioned earlier Dylan Strom having to get used to the role of being the guy in front of the net instead of the guy being on the wings, kind of making things happen with the puck. You know, the kind of thing that you would expect a guy like that to be doing on the power play based on where he was drafted, the style of player you've kind of grown accustomed to seeing him be. They've been using Drake Kajula in kind of that way with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. They've been using him as kind of the muscle, kind of the guy to clear a little bit of space for the other two guys. Be there when we want you to shoot kind of guy. I've been really surprised they've been using him that way. And I can obviously you can argue that I wasn't the biggest Drake Kajula enthusiast and watching him play every single game when he was up in Edmonton. But I've been kind of surprised the way that they've been using him both in that and on the show, and they've been using him shorthanded as well. He had a couple of penalty killing shifts again tonight. He's been really interested. Excuse me, the way that Jeremy Colladin's been kind of deploying him, I've been so I, I can't say that I've been like blown away by him and oh my god, what a performance! But I mean, he's been serviceable. He's been solid, and I think that the way that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane have been playing together on that top line. I can't be too upset about it. I think that that's an interesting combination. It's an interesting role for Drake Jula to be in, and I'm willing to see where this goes after a couple more games. Why not keep putting him out there? Yeah, I, I kind of agree, and, and while I would like to see some more score sheet production from him, uh, he's been very uh, noticeable, and he's a guy that brings energy to a team that doesn't have a lot of guys like that. And, and look, I, I'm not going to – I had a guy tweeting me tonight like, the Hawks are a bunch of sissy pansies. He actually used the word sissy, which I haven't heard in probably 30 years. Um, I thought you called them sissy pansies, and that would have been kind of funny. Yeah, I, I just uh, – I don't know. I know they don't have a lot of guys like that. Uh, and for a guy as small as he is, he's, he plays big. And that I think the comparison to Andrew Shaw is pretty solid. Like that, They have a similar style of play, a little bit reckless – um, Shaw sort of toned that down as his career went on with the Hawks. Like he learned how to play like more situationally with more control, and that's when he became a really effective player. Um, but like that first year, Shaw was just like a whirling dervish, like a yep. Tasmanian devil, just like hitting anything that moved. His stick was very rarely on the ice. He was just waiting for the next contact. I see that from Kajula a little bit. Um, I sort of like him playing on that top line where he's expecting offense to come to him, and. Uh, He's there. He's keeping up. He's got the skill. Um, I, I like him there, and I think that maybe once he gets that first goal, uh, things might start to to loosen up for him a little bit because I think he's probably feeling some pressure to perform, uh, and to and every game that goes by where he doesn't score, it's got to weigh on him a little bit more. But I, overall, I've been pretty pleased with his play. 
look, I don't think he's going to be an all-star at any point in his career, but um, another for considering what you got him for, you got ah. to be pretty pleased with uh, with the way he's been. By the way, Brandon Manning has been scratched like most nights. <laughs> uh, boy, the Oilers are just a disaster, man. God, oh, they are God. just – I cannot believe they have not fired their GM by now. Well, what he are is, you waiting for? Wait, can is- you believe – like the fall from grace that that guy has had. He was viewed as like this hockey savant when he was out in Boston. And now he is just a putz, man. And he has put together this absolute crap fest of a team. And then, oh, yeah, you have a generational talent that you are absolutely wasting right now. And I knew it was going to happen as soon as they freaking <laughs> won that draft lottery. And it irritates me that Connor frickin McDavid, this guy who might be the most skilled player, you know, of the modern era. Sorry, Sidney Crosby. He might be the most skilled player of the modern era. And he has to play on that dumpster fire of a team. And he gets line mates like Milan Lucic and crap face McPatterson and like whoever else <laughs> they put with him. McPatterson. It's just it's so annoying to me and it drives me nuts every time I turn on the television and I see Connor McDavid wearing that awful orange Edmonton jersey and then he's out there with like 18 other plugs it's like come on Peter Chiarelli you literally were given this gift this beautiful Uh. Tiffany necklace and then you hung it on the neck of I don't know name some ugly person you just have ruined it and it irritates me god it pisses me off was it crap face mcsullivan was crap that... face mcpatterson Mc... i believe is what i said <laughs> if you want a pe- crap face mcpatterson jersey hit up triple thread sports they'll hook you up it'll look great i, I wonder like <laughs> if somebody actually like put that on a jersey do you think chris hubble would be like no no he just do it. no oh no 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 chris would do it he would move it up the list of uh, uh the to-do list it would be right on top <laughs> oh my god that's amazing uh. I just it's I'm sorry, man. I look at Edmonton <laughs> and I just go, you have Connor freaking McDavid. Why do you suck so bad? That's crazy. That's not fair. And the, oh, look, even if the, the, the crappy thing is, like, even if they were good, he's still like to the to the nation. Edmonton might as well be Siberia. Right. Well, like, Edmonton is Siberia. Or no, <laughs> sorry. That's Winnipeg. Winnipeg My is, mistake. Yeah. But still, like, it, it's unless the Oilers were like penguins hawks prime level good he's wasted there because yeah all the people in canada who are going to watch anyway are super into it right but he i mean unless the oilers were dynasty level he's wasted there let alone where he is now in a complete dumpster fire the laughing stock of the league it's just these guys traded for brandon effing manning and they gave up an NHL player for him. They gave up an actual asset, which is why every time you bring up Brandon Manning, I actually start laughing. Dude, that that is not a bit. I just legitimately laugh every time that I think somebody was stupid enough to trade for Brandon Manning. The, Stan Bowman traded Brandon Manning for a guy who played on the Blackhawks top line twice. Yes, keep that in mind, guys. And also <laughs> keep in mind that Brandon Manning keeps getting scratched by the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's good. By the way, I do want to give a quick shout out to another team that's traded for several Blackhawks players, the Arizona Coyotes oh, tonight. Coyotes Vincent, with James. Vincent, Vincent Hinnestroza <laughs> and Richard Panic were both stars of the game tonight. 
So apparently, not everybody that gets traded from the Blackhawks gets traded to absolutely awful situations. Congratulations, Vinny and Richard. Sorry, Vinny and Dick. We're really happy for you. <laughs> we call it the Hosa Bump. His mere presence in the organization makes everyone better. Oh, they were showing some highlights tonight of uh, Patrick Kane in the All-Star Game shootout, yeah. and they showed Marion Hosa, and I got sad all over again. sad, too. God, like... I wish I'd appreciated why are we doing this now we're just gonna make everybody sad but I, I wish I'd and I think I did I think I called it when he retired an honor to watch him play and I kind of mean I still mean that like I, I really do believe that like he was sort of the perfect robot hockey player even though he wasn't like leading the league in scoring every year he was a, a perfect hockey player and man the fact he was never him? a finalist for the Selkie is a travesty. Oh, he's not a center, so they can't look I don't that. care. I know. He was one of the best, if not the best, defensive forward in hockey. Like, Patrice Bergeron is freaking awesome. Yep. Jonathan Taves is freaking awesome. But you can't tell me that one of those years that, like, I don't know, Ryan Kessler got nominated, Ugh. that Marion Hossa couldn't have snuck in one, like, it's one thing that Anze Kopitar kind of got screwed on a couple of those, but just because he's not a center does not mean that Marion Hossa was not one of the best defensive forwards in hockey. And it's a travesty. He was never a finalist for that award. And by the way, one of my first ever Twitter beefs was with Ken Campbell, who I got into an argument with about whether Marion Hossa was a hall of famer. He's a hall of famer dipstick. Get over oh, yourself. Oh, this is a family podcast. My friend, Dipstick. Hey man, I didn't curse. You're not gonna have to bleep me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep dips uh, dipstick. Dipstick and, anyway. And, and you just know let what? people Fine. like Whatever. imagine what you said. Do it. Do it. <laughs> wow. What did James say? Yeah, he said dipstick. <laughs> but I beeped it just for effect. Yeah. You know what? If we ever Facebook Live a podcast, people will know how badly mistreated I am. Oh, I know. It's so bad. I'm such a jerk <laughs> to you. All right, let's uh, take another break, and then we will come back with the email of the show and wrap this bad boy up while James and I hit the bye week, at least until this weekend. I uh, wanted to tell you, of course, about Rabbit Brewing. Again, very sorry to cancel tonight's event. We are making it up February 7th. Hawks watch party. Come out. We're giving away two pairs of tickets to see the Blackhawks and Senators. I believe that's 18th, somewhere around there. They'll Hawks. also be wearing the Winter Classic jerseys that evening, yes, by the way. those lovely Winter Classic jerseys that I adore. Uh, I love watching. I love seeing those. They're awesome. Um, but yeah, head out to Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. We talk about them all the time. Uh, a craft beer lover's paradise, a beer novice's uh, education, I guess you could say. A place you can go where if you're not super into the hoppy, that's kind of what craft beer has become. It's like a war for the most hops. That's not the case at Rabbit Brewing. Yeah, if you want a hop bomb, they got it for you. But you want a sour, you want something a little more juicy, a little sweet, a little wheat, everything. There's something for everybody at Rabid. Head on out there in Homewood. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabid Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and join us on February 7th for our Blackhawks watch party coming out. Win Hawks tickets, win tickets to our Wolves event. By the way, we are the raffle tickets will be $2, uh, and all the proceeds are going to benefit the Homewood Heat, uh, 8 year old girls uh travel softball team uh they need funding for jerseys they need funding for tournaments so all the money raised there are going to go to a good cause to those girls um i am the president of that particular league in homewood baseball so i want to help them out two bucks low key you don't need a ticket to get into the event but come hang out with us and and try to win some hawks tickets too 
So bring some cash. It'll be two bucks a ticket or six tickets for 10 bucks. So it'll be a great time February 7th at Rabbit. All right, we're going to come back with the email of the show and then wrap this bad boy up on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email of the show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Burbank, Darien, chuckscafe.com. Go there, eat all the good food, drink all the good beer, be a good, happy person. Uh, Rick Camp, my partner on the I'm Fat podcast, went there the other day, Instagrammed a photo of his jambalaya, and I wanted to immediately get in my car and drive to Chuck's and join him. I love their jambalaya. They got it with the crawfish or without. Uh, it's the best I've had. And I've been in New Orleans. I've been around. Chuck's jambalaya is outstanding. They've got great Cajun food of all kinds, but also Mexican barbecue. Uh, you just want a basic burger. You want some wings. They're awesome at Chuck's too. So check them out in Burbank and Darien. Chuck'sCafe.com. When you go to that website, make sure you check out those specials. Uh, that is where the that's where the good stuff, the best stuff is in those specials because Chuck cooks those with love and attention and detail and they are absolutely outstanding and they stand out and if you go pro tip for to save room for dessert get yourself a cobbler you'll be happy you did it's amazing chuck's cafe and tell them we sent you too they like hearing those words they do they do like hearing that all right email the show uh comes from our buddy michael lev a lot of people emailed some longer term thoughts uh, I will reply to those. James will reply to those. They're just hard to do on a podcast. So a very simple question that I don't think we've really talked about before, James. So I want to get to it. Michael says, uh, I don't believe this has been brought up before, but today in 1991, this was written a couple days ago, was the 1991 All-Star Game at Chicago Stadium. Who do you guys prefer, Wayne Mesmer or Jim Cornelison? Oh, boy. Well, Jay, I'm going to have to go ahead and say the thing that's probably going to be unpopular. I prefer Wayne Mesmer. I don't think that's unpopular. I think most yeah. people, I think most people in town think of him as the as the best. Yeah. He's I, he, he's so good at Cubs games. I love seeing him at Wolves games. This is not a knock on Jim Cornelison at all, by the way, who no. I I, I've gotten into arguments with other people who think that he puts too many flourishes on it or whatever. I think he's really good, but man, give me some Wayne Massmer. I love the way he does the anthem. I, I think love it. What I like about Wayne too is is um like Jim Cornelius is more of like a classically trained, like operatic sort of a singer. Wayne Massmer strikes me. And I like, would love to see him sing opera, by the way. Sure. I've never seen it. I would love to see it. I, I think that Wayne is just more of like a guy with a really good voice. And he just can go and do his own thing. And he, he kind of makes his, his own where he says, you know, uh, land of the brave and ends on like the high note, changes the uh, the chord of the brave. I guess you call it a chord. I don't know. I don't know stuff about singing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Wayne Messner's style. He's kind of the classic. Uh, that's who I grew up with, going to Hawks games, watching him sing. And you're right. Cornelius is great, too. I, I have no problems with him at all. But I think Wayne Messmer is uh, – He's great. He's absolutely outstanding. And someday, mm -hmm. James, 
ask me off the air my Wayne Messmer story, and I'll tell you. I Maybe you could tell that at the uh, Wolves game we're going to in a couple weeks. Maybe. Or at our probably better at Rabbit Brewing. Yeah, there'll be fewer people there. Yes. Because I yeah, don't want to say it. That's, a, that's called calling out our listeners, man. Yeah. We know we're going to have a good crowd at that Wolves game. I want a good crowd at that live podcast event. I think if we get like more than like X number of people, we should do something crazy. Uh, okay, James will do the uh, second part of the podcast topless. If uh, I'm we... sure everybody wants to see that. Yes, yeah. they do. I, I think that based... Oh, man, I got to think of something. Next podcast, I will have an insane idea mm. that we're going to do if we get more than, like, say, 20 people at that live event in oh, a couple weeks. Oh, that's a given. That's a damn no, given. No, I don't think it is, Jay. You need to set the bar higher. I don't think our listeners are committed enough. All right. Well, I know uh, Gingenburger had, like, some sort of a work thing or church thing tonight, and then Ponytail Dave, now known as Adult Haircut Dave, uh, like, couldn't make it either. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, see? Maybe we moved it simply because they couldn't make it. Maybe. Mm. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Madhouse Podcast. We know you've already bailed, so we'll just do this for formality's sake. We want to thank our sponsors. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. We proved last (laughs) week that people don't bail. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) I had to pay off uh, $5, and it was funny. Uh, So we posted the podcast at like, I don't know, like 11 p.m. That night, and then like at three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, did I win the five bucks? Like, no, no that was like eighteen hours ago. <laughs> no, you do not. But thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate it. All right, thank you to our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris seven zero eight four seven eight six zero nine zero. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since nineteen thirty three. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Burbank Darien, Chuck'sCafe.com. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, who else? Rabbit Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. And of course, our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood with Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys after the All-Star Game on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.